brother, Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was known, I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ, but they were hearing only. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. Amen. Okay, so now we're going to go back to um, um, verse 1. And we see Paul right here in verse 1 um, through verse um, 3, we see his greeting. We see his greeting, his usually his typical greeting, and most of the, the um, letters of Paul, you'll see this greeting. And you see that he starts this greeting in the beginning with his name and wishing him the best. And we see this in most of his letters. And, and, and this, this greeting is not like when we write a letter. When we write a letter, our, our, um, sincerely, your name at the end. But them, they would write it at the beginning of the letter. And we see here Paul. Paul, and If you see here in verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. You see here Paul, starting right here, he's um, confirming his calling. Because those um, Jews were saying that Paul wasn't really an apostle. That he wasn't an apostle because he hadn't received the um, word of God through the other apostles, and he hadn't received his ministry through the other apostles, so they were questioning his apostleship. So right here, Paul makes it clear to them, makes it clear to the Galatian churches that he's not from man or through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And that's who lifts us up. That's who lifts us up. That's who exalts us. You know, us as men, we sometimes want men to recognize us. We want men to recognize us, and we want to be recognized by men, but not so. God's the one that lifts us up. And in verse um, 2, he says, And all the brethren who are with me to the churches in Galatia. Verse 3 is really good. He says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And as I was reading this, as I was reading this and I was thinking, I was like, how's, how Paul's greeting to them and he, him wishing in the best and telling them, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. But those churches were turning away from the grace of God and they were going more into legalism and they were trying to follow the law and turning to their rituals. So when I seen this, it reminded me of a verse in the Bible. And if you want to turn with me to Hebrews 4... Verse 12, where it says, for the, word, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I was just seeing this. It reminded me of this verse because they were stepping away from the grace of God they were going into works and trying to follow the law. And you know, the word of the God was just cutting them. Because that's what the word of God does. It, it gets to you. If you're stepping away from God's grace like they were, when they read the letter, the word of God got to them. Got to them. And you know, and it also gets to us too. You know, I've seen grace to you in peace, how Paul was just um, wishing them the best, you know. And, and seeing that, our grace and our peace only comes from the Lord. 
It only comes from the Lord. And if we try to step away from God's grace and go and try to do our own stuff and go into our own stuff, it's not going to work. We're not going to have peace in our hearts. We're not going to have peace in our lives because God's the one that gives us that. Nobody else. And we can only get His peace by remaining in His grace. Nowhere else. If you want to get peace somewhere else and when you want to try it on your own way, you're not going to get it. No way. You have to remain in God's grace and you have to remain in God to have that peace in your lives. It says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, I just see right here, reminding us, Paul reminding us of what our Lord Jesus Christ did for us. That He gave Himself. That He gave Himself to deliver us from this present evil age that we live in. You know, I, I see that, that um, Paul was speaking out in those times that the present evil age. And I, and I um, tend to look and um, remind myself 20 years back where my life was. And what the distractions of my life was 20 years back compared to what is nowadays. To now what is nowadays and I see that stuff hasn't got better. Stuff hasn't got better but it's actually gotten worse. There's so many distractions that try to keep you away from Christ. And try to keep you away from, from following the Lord. From you having peace with God. But God gave Himself. Jesus Christ gave Himself to deliver us. To deliver us from the world. To deliver us from the world and to unite us into Him, into His peace and His love. Because you could try to look for peace. And you could try to look for everything in the world that the world got to offer. But you're going to find out that you're just going to end up getting hurt. You're just going to end up getting hurt. And you're going to see that nothing, nothing takes away that emptiness in your heart. But the Lord, by remaining in Him... And keep pushing forward in Him. And if you turn with me, if you turn with me to Philippians chapter 2, from starting in verse 5, um, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as men, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. He became obedient to the point of death. He became obedient to the Father, even the death of the cross. This is what our Lord Jesus Christ did for us, so that, so that we could be at peace with God. So that we could um, have peace with God and have peace in our lives. Yes, we struggle. Yes, we go through difficult times, but you know what? If we just keep our eyes on the Lord, we realize that everything has a purpose and He's doing it for our own good. Back on um, verse, um, verse 4, Who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 6, here's Paul, look at this, look at this. 
Paul says, I marvel. So Paul's marveling. Something's going on. Something's not right. He can't believe it. He says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Right here, Paul's marveled. Marveled that, that the Galatian church was turning. Turning to the law. Turning to rituals. He's, he's marveling. He's like, he's like, I marvel that, that, he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. He's like, who called you in the grace of Christ? Who called you into the grace of Christ? Because that's what God, do, what God did. He called us in the grace of Christ. And we only remain in that grace when we're in Christ. He called us into His grace. And if you go with me to Ephesians 2, 8 um, through 9, the word, is, the word of the Lord says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of your works, lest anyone should boast. This is why the Lord called us into His grace. And not by works. Not by works is He doesn't want us to boast. He doesn't want you to say, oh, I already did this for the Lord. I'm very good with, with God. I already went and did all these kinds of stuff. And you're boasting in yourselves. Not so. He called us into His grace. He called us into His grace so that we wouldn't boast. Because God doesn't like to share His glory with, glory with us. Yeah, He might do stuff through us. But you know what? He doesn't want us to boast about it like if we're doing it. Not so. God's doing it through us. God's the one that does the work through our lives. If you go back with me to Galatians um, verse 6. Paul says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from Him who called you. In his grace of Christ to a different gospel. Verse 7 says, This is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. You know, you see that right there. When I seen that right there, I thought, wow. I thought, wow. At that time, there was people perverting the gospel of Christ. At that time, there was people perverting the gospel of Christ. And it just brought to my mind, how many people today in the world that we live are, are perverting the gospel of Christ? Those that reject Christ as for who He is. That reject Christ and say that He's not God. Those that say that they're going to become gods. Those that um, say that Jesus is nothing but, but a prophet. You know, they're just perverting the gospel of Christ. You know, and, I, and it came to my mind just to see... Just to see how many people that they're deceiving. They're deceiving so many people. And I'm like, okay, they're deceiving so many people. Because those people haven't really heard the gospel of Christ preached to them how it is. They haven't heard it. There's the, they're the, the lost sheep. Those old sheep that haven't really heard the word of God how it is. And you go and, and they bring them a fake gospel and they believe it. They believe it. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. But you know what? The Lord is working. And the Lord is sharing. And the Lord is sharing with everybody. With everybody in the world. Even those that have that fake gospel. God's reaching out to them. And their lives are being changed. Their lives are being changed. And I see that God's doing something. God's doing something in, in this 
Everywhere we're at, but you know what? There is people that are perverting the gospel of Christ. But you know what? We as a church that I see that, um, and I'm not saying that Calvary is the only one that does it this way. That they preach the word of God. They teach the word of God. I know that God has it everywhere and the Holy Spirit moves. But you know, uh, I'm, I'm amazed and I'm like, man. You know, we have the right. We, um, we need to allow the, the Holy Spirit not only speak through our lives, but actually how we live as well. And we're going we're gonna to see in, um, in, this, in, um, in Matthew, if you go with me to Matthew Seven, and we're going to see Jesus Christ speaking about um, the the people that share the the, the false gospels. And um, Matthew seven, starting in um, verse fifteen, Jesus says, "Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits." This is how you will know the the wolves. This is how you will know those wolves that are dressed in sheep's clothing. You will know them by their fruits. By their fruits. What do they want from you? Are they truly sharing the real gospel of Christ? Or or is is it something they want from you? Something that you have? Or they just want you to be part of their congregation? They got something that they want from you. And Jesus said that you will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their lives. If you go back with me to Galatians verse 8. But even, Paul, man, right here just, just goes hard. He goes hard. Paul right here goes hard. He says, but even if we, he said, but even if we, the apostles, all right? But even if we, or an angel from heaven, an angel from heaven would come down right here right now and try to give you a different gospel, okay? Paul goes hard. He says, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, then what we have preached to you, let him be accursed, as we have said before. So now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, then what you have received, let him be accursed. Why? Why let that person be accursed? Why let that angel from heaven be accursed? Because they're trying to separate you. They're trying to separate you from the love of Christ. They're trying to separate you from the grace of Christ. That's why let them be accursed. And he was saying let them be accursed by meaning let them be separated from God forever. Because why they're trying to separate you from the grace of God. They're trying to separate you from the love of God. That's why he was saying let them be accursed. But go with me to Romans chapter 8. If you go with me to Romans 8 verse 38 says this. For I am persuaded that neither death, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, so there's no angel, nothing, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor high, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Us that we know God. Us that are believers. Us that have that relationship with God. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We ourselves could turn. We ourselves could go astray. But you know what? God's always there to love on us. And nothing will separate us. Not even no person. No person on earth. 
They could try to separate you, but you know what? God is there. God is there to love on you, you know? And us knowing this and people trying to separate people, to people trying to separate people from the love of God, but not so, because God is there. Okay, and back to verse 10 says, For do I now persuade man or God? Here Paul's asking them a question. Who, do I now persuade, persuade man or God? Of course he persuades God. Or do I seek to please man? He's asking them a question. Do I seek to please man? Of course not. Why don't we seek to please man? Why don't we seek to please man? Because man, you could try to please somebody... You could try to please somebody all you can, but that person at the end of the day is going to fail you. At that person at the end of the day is going to fail you because he's a sinner. Of course, he's going to fail you. That's why we don't please men. We don't try to please men because that person we will fail you. But you know who we, we strive to always please is Jesus Christ. He will never fail us. He will never fail us. Man will fail us, but Jesus Christ won't. For, I still please, for if I still please men, so we see here, Paul used to please men in, in, um, when he was in, in, the Ju- in Judaism. I will not be a bondservant of Christ. We see here Paul standing up for what's right. He stood up and he didn't pervert the gospel. He stood up for the gospel of Jesus Christ and he said, I will not, um, pers- I will not per- um, please be a man pleaser. I will not be a man pleaser, but I'm going to stand up for what's right. And he stand up for the gospel of Christ. And I thank him for that. I thank him for that. Because if he didn't stand it up and he would have said, Oh, it's okay. We're going to complete with the law and the rituals. Imagine all of us would have been all tired of our lives. We could hardly even show up to church. You know, we would have been tired. We had had to go keep every Sabbath and we had to go and keep the law. It wouldn't have been good for us. So I thank Paul for that. So verse 10, For do I now persuade man or God, or do I seek to please men? For, ple- for if I still please man, I will not be a bondservant of Christ. Verse 11, But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from men, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. When I read this verse right here, these verses right here, I was like, man, how did Paul get the gospel from Christ? How did God reveal it to him? And I was asking myself, I was like, I wish I was Paul. I wish I was Paul and Jesus Christ could just reveal me his word. That way I don't have to be breaking my head trying to study to to come up with the sermon. And I was like, I wish I was Paul. But not so. But if you go with me, to, to John, John 14, 26, and the, and the, and the Lord spoke to me on this. He, 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 he spoke to me in this. He said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to you, bring to you remembrance of all the things that I have said to you. That's how the Lord reveals to us. That's how the Lord reveals to us what He has for us. Through the Holy Spirit. Through we search His Scriptures. We search His Scriptures and God speaks to us and He reveals to us His Word. By the help of the Holy Spirit. I was like, okay, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. For you have us. And okay, we're, we're back to um, verse um, 12. For I never received it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 13, 
For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. When I read this verse, when I read this verse, I was like, wow, Paul wasn't an angel. Paul wasn't a really good, nice guy. He tried to destroy the church of God. He tried to destroy the church of God. Well, that would have been my brother's. And I, and I was reading, and if you go with me to Acts 8, Acts 8, and starting in verse 3, as it says, As for Saul, who was Paul, he made a havoc of the church, entering, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. What Paul was doing, he was making a havoc of the church and he was dragging Believers out of their homes and throwing them in prison. And when I read that, I was like, man, that brought to mind, that brought to mind of me, of the people in the world that are being persecuted for their faith. Out of all my brothers and sisters, and I was like, man, we, we, we have a privilege here in the United States. We got freedom. We got freedom to share our faith. We got freedom to walk up to anybody. He could be a Muslim and we could share. We could start talking about our faith. You know, but it, it kind of broke my heart. And I'm like, what about my brothers that are getting beat up in the world for, for sharing their faith, for being that light? You know, and I was like, we got to take time as a church, as believers, and pray for our brothers overseas. And pray for our brothers that are getting, being... Um, Tormented our brothers that are being beat, are being beat because they are representing Christ. And I was like, we got to take that time and, and ask that Lord to continue being their rock, to continue protecting them, so that those that that persecute them may turn, may turn, may turn to the grace of God. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. That's why, right there. That's why Paul did that. That's why Paul persecuted the church. That's why Paul persecuted them. Because he was exceedingly zealous of the traditions of his fathers. He was exceedingly zealous of the traditions that he was taught. He was zealous about it. And he thought that he was doing a good for God. He thought that he was good with God. And the things that he was doing, it was okay to persecute the brothers. But not so. It was, it was in Paul's own eyes that he thought it was okay. You know, that reminded me of myself. That reminded me of myself that I thought it was okay to show up to Sunday service and leave and go and live a sinful life. And I was okay with God. Not so. Not so with God. And, and so did Paul. That's why traditions. He's like, I see so many people stuck in tradition and there is no relationship with the Lord. They say, yes, I'm a Christian. But not so. They're so stuck in their tradition and thinking that everything they're doing is right with God. And not so. God requires a relationship with Him. God requires us to have a personal relationship. He doesn't want you to have tradition with Him. 
He wants you to be having that relationship, that love relationship with Him. In verse 15, he says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace, we see how, how God had a purpose for Paul's life all the time. God already knew that He was going to serve him right here. He, we knew He had a, a purpose and a calling for His life. For, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately comfort with flesh and blood. So Paul here is telling them I didn't immediately go and tell the other people what God was doing in my life. But we see here, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me and that I might preach him among the Gentiles. When I read this verse, I was like, that's what God's doing through us. That's what God's doing through us believers. It pleased God for us to reveal Jesus Christ through our lives. And not only by us sharing. It doesn't mean that you have to come and, and get in front here and share with people. But God wants to reveal Jesus Christ through every one of our lives. Because people are seeing our lives. People see our lives. And they're watching you every step you make. You know, I work at a, at a grocery store. I work at a grocery store, and when they told me that this, this used to be a former release, I was like, well, I work at a release, now I'm speaking at a release. I work at a, former, at a grocery store, and I could just see how the people look at my life. I can't even joke around. I joke around with people, and they're like, hey, you're, you're a Christian. You can't say that. Well, I'm human, too. I could just see how they're just watching my life. They're watching my life, and they see Christ in me, and they see something different about me. And so do they do with you guys too. With you guys too, they're watching your lives. And they see that difference in your lives, and they desire what you got. They desire that. Because they, they don't have that. They have an emptiness in their heart. They have an emptiness in their heart, and you got a fullness in your heart. And you're full of joy, and you're full of the Spirit, and they're watching your lives. And as they watch your lives, and you continue to be that light upon them, and just love on them, God will open the door, will open the door for you to share Christ to them. And by simply just inviting them to church. Just inviting them to church and, and see how God brings them to Him. But when I please, for when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately come for with flesh and blood, nor did I go up, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Here Paul's telling them, look, I didn't, I didn't go to Jerusalem to tell the other apostles what God was doing, to, doing in my life, to tell them about the ministry, to tell them about what He had done to me. I didn't go to them. I didn't go to nobody, but He went to um, Arabia and then went to Damascus. And if you go with me to verse 18... Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. We see here Paul still telling them, 
still telling the Galatian churches that he didn't receive his ministry through the apostles, but that he received it from God, that everything that he got was from the Lord. And he's telling them and confirming it to them because they thought that you had to receive the... um, If you didn't receive the ministry through the apostles, they were accusing him. They were accusing him because he didn't receive it from the apostles, so they were calling him a fake. So he's right here revealing to them, hey, I didn't receive it from them. I didn't receive it from men, nor through men. And you know what? God is my witness, he tells them. In verse 21, afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by faith to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ, but they were hearing only. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. And before we finish, before we finish, I want you to turn with me to Acts, Acts 26. And in verse 9, Acts 26, verse 9 says, Indeed, myself, this is Paul speaking. Indeed, myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus Christ. So this is Paul speaking, saying, me, myself, this is what I thought, that he had to do things contrary, speaking but to the name of Christ, of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and, and many of the saints I shut in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in the, every synagogue, and compelled them to blasphemy, and being exceedingly en- enraged against them, I persecuted them, persecuted them even to the foreign cities. This is what Paul did. That's what he did. That's what he did to the church. He persecuted them. He beat on them. He threw them in prison. And send them away, even to the first cities. He chased after them. That's what Paul did. But if you go back, back with me to verse 23, look at this. Look at this. But they were hearing only, He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God in me. And as I call the worship team to come back up, that's what God did to Paul. He changed his life. He changed his life and now Paul is going and preaching the word of God. Paul is going and sharing the love of Christ. And that's what God wants to do. That's what Christ wants to do. He wants to change people's lives. He wants to restore people's relationships. He wants to fill their emptiness in their hearts. And he wants everybody to be saved. Everybody to be saved. And maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Christ. You don't know Christ. You're here tonight and you haven't got to know the Lord personally as a, your personal relationship with Him tonight. Well, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night of your salvation. Tonight is the night where you can let God, you can let God shine Christ through your lives. And as we go on, I'm going to encourage anybody that needs any prayer, any prayer, we're here to pray for you. Amen.
Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever author of salvation he rose and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave so take me as you find me all my fears and failures Lord fill my life again I give my life to follow everything I believe in now I surrender yes I surrender Savior he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. Forever author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. My Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. Is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light. The whole world see. We're singing for the glory. 